Some time ago, I saw a movie in which one of the main characters had a serious, I would say even tragic problem. His father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. As you know, this disease is initially accompanied by difficulties in remembering recent events, by confusion, forgetting things, and over time, forgetting also yourself and your loved ones. Difficulties in dealing with daily tasks and so on. Until finally, the person is no longer able to cope on his own. So his only option remains a nursing home. That father in the movie had his own car repair shop. When it was finally clear that he could no longer continue his life in the way he was used to, his son went with him to the workshop to collect all the necessary things, throw away the unnecessary, and close the workshop. In order for the father to deal with this, the son marked the things to be thrown away with blue color and told his father that everything that is blue must be put in the garbage bags. That also put the blue pants he was wearing in a garbage bag. But while cleaning the workshop, something extremely important happened there. Namely, the son found some old film reels in one of the cardboard boxes. These reels contained footage from the early days of his father and mother's marriage before the birth of their son. There were also letters in which the young couple described their great plans for the future. To settle in New Zealand, buy a yacht, sail around the world. All this remained just a dream as soon their first child was born. As you surely know, there is no cure for Alzheimer's disease. But it sometimes happens that people with Alzheimer's have a brief return of their memory and their thinking is sharp again, though not for very long. That's what happened in that movie too. And in one such lucid moment, the son asked his father why he and his mother never made their dreams come true. The father answered, because these were only dreams, but we had to live a real life. We had you, and that was far more important than any great adventures or imaginary castles in the sky. Throughout our lives, we are faced with many different choices.
And although sometimes it is quite clear what is right and what is wrong, it often tends to be the other way around. We only find out in hindsight whether one or the other decision was good or bad. To make our choices easier, we need to keep our conscience awake and build our life on a solid foundation. As St. Paul says in today's epistle, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? In the case of the father in the movie, it was definitely the realization of what is truly important in life. And I believe that anyone who has been lucky enough to hold a newborn baby in their arms should understand this very well. We are created in love and for love. And what can be greater than the miracle of a new life that is born from the love of a man and a woman and bears fruit through the love of a mother and a father for their children and through the love of children for their parents? Therefore, it is not surprising that the very same relationships that are most human and most truly reflective of divine love, the relationship of a man with his beloved wife and the relationship of parents and children are used in the Holy Scriptures often as metaphors that help us understand how God sees us and treats us and what he expects from us. When Jesus describes the relationship between God and mankind as a wedding feast, he tells us, first of all, that this is exactly what God wants, to become one with us through love, just as a man and a woman become one through the love from which a new life springs. Of course, no analogy is ever perfect and cannot fully convey reality. So we must understand that when Jesus, in today's parable, speaks of the invited guests who did not want to come to the wedding feast, he is not referring to individual people, but to all mankind, whom God does not see only as his wedding guests, but as his beloved bride. God invites everyone into the embrace of his redemptive, life-giving, renewing, and sanctifying love so that we may live from and in this self-giving love. If we prefer anything to this love, we are like those ungrateful guests in today's gospel who refused the king's invitation.
As Jesus clearly shows us, it is not enough to just accept the invitation to the wedding feast. It would be as good as hearing about God's love and simply nodding at it and saying, yes, it's right and good, but what's that got to do with me? This is not enough. We must also wear the wedding garment. And the scriptures are clear about what that wedding garment is. The book of Revelation says, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. As I said, we have to make many difficult and sometimes even painful choices in our lives. The choice between traveling around the world and having and raising a child, like in that movie I talked about at the beginning of my sermon, is probably one of the easiest. Although people often make the wrong choice in this matter as well. Which choice is wrong and which is right? Mostly no one else can tell us. We have to make our own decisions. But it is easier for us if we adhere to one rule that always applies and is a foundation on which we can build without hesitation. It's the most important biblical and Christian principle. And Apostle Paul expresses this in the following simple but sufficient words. Walk in love. As Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Let all your things be done with charity. If we would always follow this simple rule, walk in love, let all your things be done with charity, then all our choices would be right ones. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.